Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship Weekly Podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. Open your Bibles to John chapter 20. And I'll just read, start off with verses 21 and 22. We're going to actually read this whole passage three different times during the course of the, the, the message here. We're going to do some reflective uh, reading of Scripture this morning. But I just want to launch from verse 21 and 22 because Jesus has appeared to the disciples um, after His resurrection. In verse 21, again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So Lord, just absolutely illuminate Your Word today. Change our hearts and lives in Jesus' mighty name. So, uh, we're in part three of a series that we're calling The Risen Christ. We started on Easter, and then we talked about you know Luke 24 last week. This is part three. Then we're going to look at part four next week. And, uh, and so last week, we talked about Luke 24, and we talked about the road being kind of a metaphor. These disciples were on, a, on, a road to, on the road to Emmaus, and it's kind of a metaphor of life. And it's got ups and downs and hills and valleys, and my kids got tired of hearing us talk about the metaphor of the road of life. And kids look at the ants, they work hard and all that kind of stuff. That was uh, always kind of a personal family thing. It's, it's, not, it's funny in our family. It's not really funny this morning. But uh, <laughs> and so... <laughs> So a metaphor of life, and we talked about that. We even had a had a movie trailer that uh, we kind of did on in a spontaneous way. And I want to try to introduce this passage as well. It's it's similar, and yet dissimilar in ways to the Luke twenty four passage. But if you can imagine a movie trailer again, first you have the music. It's starting there. They had been to the mountain. They had been to the valley. They had seen the miracles. They had expressed their love for the Lord. But they had lost Him. Watch and follow the disciples as they move from the depths of pain to the heights as they encounter the risen Christ. Swell and fade. Movie trailer over. I'm actually going to have to make one of those sometimes. I don't know if it would be better than that. But anyway, so the risen Christ. And what we're doing is we're looking at these different resurrection scenes and this one is a, a wonderful one. It's Jesus is empowering them. He's encountering them. He's commissioning them. Next week, we're going to talk about Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Everybody know, ever heard that? The Great Commission. Well, this week is kind of like that, but I'm going to call it the greatest co-mission. And I'm going to tell you why. The greatest co-mission because in Matthew 28, I'm not diminishing any of them. I'm just making a special point about today's. So everybody's... He's, he's not knocking the Great Commission, is he? No, I'm not knocking the Great Commission. But in this one, there's something special that happens. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, go, make disciples, baptize them. We're going to talk about that next week. But in this one, he says, as the Father sent me, I'm giving you the same exact mission. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you, receive the Holy Spirit. You know, that's, that's powerful. So it's it's the co-mission. We get invited into the very mission of Jesus. And I just, I love that. It's got the Father, 
the Son and the Holy Spirit and the mission of God all wrapped up together. So mission in this case that we're going to see today, it's not like, oh, yeah. And if you get around, a, you know, like a 501 class in school or a graduate level class, you might think about joining the mission. No, the mission is actually located. I said that weird located. It's actually lo- <laughs> It's OK to laugh at ourselves. Located. <laughs> the mission is located. It's better in the heart of God. Like, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you receive the Holy Spirit. I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been getting my mind literally blown. I I was praying on Tuesday, and I was just, as the Father sent me. And just for a long time, just praying that phrase, as the Father sent me, as the Father sent me. And it's like I had to, the Lord started doing a download, and I had. it's like I was looking through a hole into a whole new realm, because everything's in that phrase. Everything's in as the Father sent me. From all eternity, all that God is, love, peace, life, other-centered care, concern, absolute unity, harmony with distinction, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all of that fullness is what Jesus is sent out of. It's not just like, go do this, but it's out of all of that, He sends the Son, and the Son calls us to join in that in the fullness of the Spirit. Boom! That's awesome! And I really think that this passage, what I'm talking about today, is meant to be a, like a paradigm for us. We're going to talk about some things that are like a paradigm for living life. Okay? I really think it's that, that important. You know, when we talk about this message and the mission of God being connected to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and their love from all eternity. It was always God's plan. I don't know everything that was going on in God's mind about creation, but you know that part of it is to express His love to us. That from before eternity, we were predestined to be adopted into His family of love. Is it, That's just so incredible. And so... Uh, when I share this, or when I, when I get a, a revelation of it, and I feel like I'm still in the, revelation, uh, in the revelation mode, sometimes it's hard to get it out when you're seeing something and get it, and like this is, and you end up just going, it's really good. We should get, uh, get this. I feel that way a little bit. It's, it's, it's better than what I'm preaching. Let me just say it that way. It's, it's better than this. And, and something resonates inside of us when we hear it. We were made for this. We were made in that image. The image of the triune God. And so it's hard for us to get this sometimes. You know, if you try to draw a picture of Trinity, you know, you can visually, you just can't take it all in. One and distinction. Father, Son, it's hard to take it all in. And if I, because visually, if my hand was red and this hand was yellow, and I put them on top of each other. You're going to see red or you're going to see yellow or maybe orange or something. We can't, we can't digest all of that visually, right? But is, is the piano up? So, so if, if, I, if I play these notes, though, better with some sustain. And so... Or if I play a C chord, C, E, G. The thing about listening is that we take it all in at one time. 
three distinct notes, but you play the chord, the triad, and you hear it as one. And if this wasn't an electronic piano, but was rather a grand piano, a nine-foot grand, the tops opened, and you roll that big C chord, <sighs> not only those notes are going to play, but other notes on the board, on the uh, other strings will be affected. There will be overtones, and those strings start vibrating as well when they hear And that's what happens when we preach this message. That's what's happening right now. We, we hear this and we go, uh, I was, yeah, I was made for this. I was made for this love. I was made for this mission. I was made to experience God's love through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on. So the main thing I'm trying to say is this. Jesus is calling us to share in his life and participate in his mission in order to make things right in the world. We get to join in. We get to share in his life. We get to participate in his mission in order to make things right all around us. And that looks like all kinds of stuff. Justice looks like salvation. People giving their lives to the Lord. Wrong things being made right. You know, ugly things made beautiful. Dehumanizing stuff that we do. Coming out into the light and being fully human like God intended. It's, it's all of that. It's the kingdom of God coming. That's what we're going for. And sometimes we go, Oh, what I'm going through is too much. I'm in too much bondage right now. You don't know what I did last week. I got this sin thing happening in my life. My thinking is funky. I'm emotionally a mess. I, I, it's too much. And I just want to say, it's not too much. Because Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. It's not too much. There's nothing you're going through, no sin you're facing, no bondage that you're in, no emotional breakdown kind of situation, whatever it is, grief, all those different kinds of scenarios, nothing is too great for the power of God in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's God vindicating all that Jesus said, did, ministered, prophesied, proclaimed, and spoke into our lives. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. It's true. So this is a paradigm message. And when I say paradigm, these points I'm about to make, they're not just linear points that you kind of, I did that, I did that, and I did that. Okay. It's more like a helix of growth that we come back to these things again and again and again. And you don't, you know, you meet Jesus. Jesus meets us. Jesus heals us. And Jesus sends us. You don't just meet him one time. You don't just get healed by him one time. The problem is we keep going through things in life that hurt us. And we have hard experiences. And so we're going to talk about all of these things. And he sends us again and again as he meets with us, as he heals us. So let's talk about that. A paradigm for sharing his life and mission. Number one, Jesus meets us. And what I want us to do, three devotional readings this morning, I'm going to read these two paragraphs three different times. And then in this first reading, Listen for the places of need in the lives of the disciples. Lord, make us attentive to your word right now. Make us attentive to your spirit. On the evening of that first day of the week. When the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. 
After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Okay, Lord, give us light in your word in the name of Jesus. So we're, we're looking for, for needs because the disciples are so very much like all of us. We're just all in this human condition together. We're all in this human condition together. Can we just you can kind of say it softly, but we're all in this together. That's right. We are all in this together. And so what kind of things are they experiencing? They're they're behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. Right. So you got anybody some fear, fear, probably some anxiety, probably some uncertainty about the future. So all of those things are happening. What else? Let's see. They're, they're sorrowful. They're sad. They're probably grieving. They've just lost Jesus, the one they've been walking with for three years, the, the Lord. What else? They're, they're probably uncertain about what they're going to do next. Uncertainty about the future. What's our purpose? Where do we go? He's gone. Um, guilt. Shame. Why? I mean, they'd all denied the Lord. Every single one of them had denied the Lord. So they, they guilt, shame. Anybody experience this stuff, right? Uh, doubt, unbelief. We're not looking at the Thomas passage, but that's the next one. I'm not going to believe unless I, unless I put my hands in his side and see him with my own eyes. I'm not going to believe. So to review, anybody, any, was there anything else? Anybody hear anything else? So sound, sounds pretty human, doesn't it? Pretty, we can identify with this. Get a little fear, a little anxiety. I haven't really experienced that since yesterday in a big way. How about you guys? Uncertainty. Uh, need clarity about purpose. Anybody? Uh, guilt, shame, anger. Uh, the, the things that loneliness, disappointments, sadness. Grieving, anything like that going on? Doubts. We're going to talk more about that next week in Matthew 28. Pretty amazing. They saw the resurrected Lord, but some doubted. A teaser. Teaser trailer for next. <laughs> it's funny. So the point is that Jesus comes and meets us. And I love that point because because. When I'm turning away, it, it's just a reminder, you guys, you didn't get here because you are so smart and bright and made a bunch of great choices. You got here because there's a Holy Spirit who is pursuing you. There's a, a one named the Lord Jesus Christ who's pursuing you. Cain steps down into our darkness so that we could be brought out of that groping around mess and see the true light and the way things really are. And so I'd make a turn and there's Jesus you know, standing in front of me. And I, you know, I, I can run, but I really can't. He's pursuing me. And I love it. I don't want to, I, I love being pursued by Him. It's the best news in the world. How much does He love every single one of you? Infinitely. If you could put 
If you could kind of put your hands around understanding the incarnation, then you could understand what he left, what he emptied himself of. For though he was rich for your sakes, he became poor. That's it's just it's just mind boggling, you know, and so he's pursuing us. He meets us. The second piece of this paradigm for sharing in his life and mission, he Jesus meets us. Jesus heals us. So let's read the passage again devotionally. And in this reading, how does Jesus and his presence meet the need of the disciples? So let's read it that way this time. Lord, give us light. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Okay, amen. So, this one, Jesus heals us. For anybody that's going through something right now, I want to just tell you and say it boldly and with joy that what we need more than anything else is to get in the presence of God. You want to be set free. You want to be delivered. You want to find hope. You want to know His love. You want to know His grace. You want to find a new day. You want to find the mercy that's new every single morning. You want to just get your life transformed. You want to have joy in your life. Your face be marked with what heaven looks like. Get in the presence of God. And what happens there when we get in the presence of God is healing and hope and deliverance and freedom and just, I mean, if we would do this more often, we would probably need less listening prayer and less deliverance and healing things from the wounds of the past. I mean, it's like it gets pushed out as we enjoy who God is. Love drives out fear. His presence, there's no space for all our, our stuff in His presence. Ah. Now, I, just, I put on a song, that, I don't even remember the name of it, it's a Martin Smith song, he came out with some new, the delirious guy, so all the older, you're in the 40s or something, just give a wave right there for delir, delirious. Delirious was this band that was really awesome, you guys. Um, but I, I, I came in, I had some meetings yesterday morning and came in, I put this song on and just absolutely, I did not expect it, lost it like crazy, worshiping Jesus, you know, and just, and it's good. And I needed to be in his presence just, and he caught me off guard. Just, I was, she was off to see her mom and I was minding my own business and put on a praise song and just, kaboosh. we need that though. There's healing there. What happens when he steps into the room behind the closed doors? What happens for the fear? He gives peace, doesn't he? Peace be with you. Peace be with you for all these different things, for the sadness of losing him. He gives what joy in his presence is the fullness of joy. So he gives that for us for confusion. He brings purpose. I mean, how many times? Have we just said, Lord, I don't know what to do. And he's there saying, as the Father sent me, I'm going to send you in that same way. I'm going to be speaking to you. 
Just like the Lord, He walked that thing out. He, gets, he, he becomes a man, but He lives in absolute dependence on the Father. Only doing what He saw the Father doing, only speaking what He hears the Father saying. Living by the life of another. And so He empowers us in that same way with that purpose. The power of His Spirit is there for us to live that way. Receive the Holy Spirit. For guilt, He gives forgiveness. Amen. You know, and, and even the way that's conditionally stated there, that what's behind that is He's forgiven everyone. He's forgiven everyone, so you don't be the person that holds unforgiveness towards someone else. It's not like a mandate to go out and decide who gets forgiveness or, or doesn't. I mean, He loves everyone. And in Jesus Christ, all can be forgiven. It's not a limited thing. It's for all. It's good news for everyone to hear this, this good news. And so, I just want to... Like, who needs forgiveness? Experiencing guilt or shame. There's forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And, and can I just say too, just if, you got, if you're holding on to something against anyone, forgive them. Forgive everybody all the time everywhere the way you've been forgiven in Jesus Christ. That's not on a shaky limb. You only hurt yourself when you don't forgive others in the way that you've been forgiven in Jesus Christ. And it, what it does is it gives the, the enemy a place to work in our lives. You know, just it, it, it allows him to get a foothold and for long, you know, he's just doing stuff in our lives, working because we won't forgive. If, if this is hard, you're going, oh, Jamie, just remember what Jesus has done for you, how he's forgiven you, and then pray the Lord's Prayer every day. Father, forgive my sins, my trespasses. Forgive me. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And so, just when somebody comes up, something comes up, a situation, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. I bless them in the name of Jesus. And if you just, that's what you do every day in your prayer time, then do that every day until you're forgiving them. And every time it comes up, just then forgive them. Good stuff is on the other side of that. It's for your soul. It's good for your soul to do that. It's good for my soul to do that. The longer you live, the more stuff you got to work through. Sorry. That's the truth. Okay, and so for unbelief, He gives faith. And here's the good news in this. It's not about how much faith do you have. Did you really got, have, you, have you really got a lot of faith? It's not how, much, how high you can knock the faith meter up the deal at the, at the uh, state fair. The, what's it called? It's a, everybody know what I'm talking about? The ding, ding thing. And, um, <laughs> the, and here's the thing. Is that when we come to see that we get His faith, everything changes. That it's His life, His faith, His peace. You don't need just a more pour-in of peace. You need Jesus. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I need that in my life. I need the power of the Spirit working in my life. Uh, 
I'll just go ahead and say this about the, the, the Spirit right now. Um, you know, our lives are like, we've got these ordered pieces of our lives. And we come in, we do some stuff here, we go out, we have our family lives. But God is wanting to direct us and to lead us in the power of His Spirit. That, and the power of the Spirit is like, it's the, it's the like in, on a song we did this morning, there's maybe five, six chords in a song, you know, and you go through that. But if somebody's going to play a lead, then they're going to play within that structure and then, you know, they're going to do something or, or within this chord structure, you know, it's the Holy Spirit leading. It's really, then he'd like, I'm in a situation and he leads me to. There, there's, yeah, there's, it's, it's, he's, he's showing me, oh, play this. He's showing me what notes to play in the moment. I'm on the stage and he's leading me in how to live. Does that make sense? So life isn't just, but life is. It's his life, his power. And I, I, that's a great way of thinking about it, but it's true. He's leading us in how to actually live and to see this. So then the, the final piece is that it's a paradigm for sharing His life and mission where Jesus sends us. Again, let's read this one last time. And this time, how does Jesus call His disciples into His mission? How does He call them into the mission? On the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After He had said this, He showed them His hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the father sent has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So I'm going to just mention a couple of things, and I've already touched on some of this, but it's it's peace, purpose, participation. He gives us peace. He speaks that over. He's going to speak it again with Thomas. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Out of, again, we've made this point, but out of the fullness of the Trinity, out of the fullness of their life, love, peace, mutual affection, care, concern, just absolute wanting the best for the other, the valuing the beloved and valuing the good of the beloved. That's what all is going on there. And this is really a trajectory of where we're going. When you think about it, there's coming a day, new heavens and new earth, right? And, and wars are going to be gone. And, and tears are going to be gone. And, no, and pain is going to be no more tears or crying. Wars or pain. This is what's coming. So Jesus speaking peace is like, it's the shalom that's coming. It's that thing that we long for. We want things to be made right on planet Earth. And this is Jesus going, receive this peace. Receive this peace 
right out of my heart for you, for your relationships, for your life. Receive this peace and be conduits of that peace. That's my life for you. Jesus' purpose. Again, I mentioned this earlier, living for the will of another. That's that's how Jesus modeled what humanity is supposed to look like. When we trust in the Lord and we're walking and it's it's hard. You know, we talk about how easily distracted we are, but that's the trajectory. The trajectory is Jesus spending time with him, abiding in him. And it's, it's living by his life in the power of the spirit, living by the father's life in the power of the spirit. And then this participating thing, participating in God's life by the power of the spirit. It's what we do in the moment. It's learning to play the black note, you know, or the white note. It's, it's just it's learning to play under God's leadership in the moment, trusting in his life in the in the power of that moment. And you know what? He sends us to people. It's always to people. Sends us to people into situations where people are at. You know, Jesus came to us. The incarnation is him stepping down, him crossing boundaries and barriers and through the doors and all that stuff. And he calls us into that kind of a participation with him. It's not doesn't mean being obnoxious or rude. It means sharing this love, sharing this life, having his mission, caring for other people in, in the same way, letting his love flow through us. That's the story of Christ's fellowship. It's the joining the mission. I mean, all these years, 24 years now, it's been trying to join the mission. Jesus, what are you saying? How can we join you? Planting churches, moving down here in 2002 from Grapevine, 25 miles, and all our leaders selling their homes and moving down here to be on the mission, in the mission, to participate with Jesus in the mission. That's what our movement's about. Antioch, the larger movement. We are boundary-crossing people so that God's good news can be shared with all the world so that things can be made right. I'm thinking just even about what's going on in our city right now. I was in some meetings this past week with pastors, and there's, there's stuff happening right now in our city that's going to change the future of our impact in the city of Fort Worth. It's exciting. It really is. It's joining the mission. And there's so many like-minded, like-hearted brothers who want to see this thing happen in Fort Worth. Because right now, the, the number of no religious affiliation at all is going up and outpacing the growth of Christianity, of, of people knowing Jesus in our own city. And it's not right. That's part of the not right thing. We want to we wanna see people come to know Him. You know, He's sending us into that. It's always about people and you say, well, man, Jamie, you know, the truth is I really don't have it together. And the answer to that is you really won't ever get it all together. Can I just get a witness? I mean, it's just I don't. I mean, like I said, I was anxious yesterday. I, I prayed. I sought the Lord, but there was something going on. It may have been a sugar issue. I don't I don't know. But there was some anxiety there and had a thought, you know, it was just weird. Like, ah, uh, you know, so. We're all on a journey. All of us. And nobody gets it. Now, I love the, the Samaritan woman in John 4. Jesus talks to her for 15 minutes. I don't, you know, they have a little conversation. 20 minutes. And she says, all right, I got to She goes and she witnesses and brings a whole bunch of people back to Jesus. She'd only been in the game for about 20 minutes. Right? And she's out there telling people about Jesus. And so we can be in, that's the process. We are, will always be, uh, I don't mean you don't get healed from the past, you do, 
but other wounds come in along the way. And so we're like Henry Nouwen said years ago, we're, we're wounded healers. Yeah, just and there's times I'm still in the game, but there's times when it's looked like this. Hey, can I help you? <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I'm just I'm just limping, gimping along, you know, don't have it together. But Jesus is still in all of us doing this. And so how do we stir this up? We've got to meet with him. We've got to meet with him every single morning. I want to. I don't want to do a day without him. And I want to abide with him through the hours of the day. I don't want to just go through life doing my own thing. I want to live life with him in his power, in his presence, in his fullness. And that, that has to happen in me on an individual level. But then there's something, and I'm just saying that for all of us. I call you to that. I challenge you in a most loving pastoral way. That's the best pastoral advice I could give you, period, is that you'd wake up every day and spend time with Jesus. But then there's this thing that happens when we're together. It's not just a by myself, my own virtues. I'm kind of, you know, growing my own strength in God. It's us together. And what we do when we come together like this changes and shapes us, molds us. You know, it helps us. It, it, we are being conformed as we come together. There's like there's a ritual to this, a liturgy to this, that when we come together in life groups, when we come together on Sundays, our desires are shaped and molded in the presence of God. We get in the presence of God in a, in a way that's different when we're together than when we're by ourselves. And I've been literally carried by you guys so many times just when I was just dragging, flagging, just barely making it, come in, worship, get my heart stirred up in God, and, and I'm ready to go again. And so there's this breathing rhythm of who we are corporately. Where we come together, and we gather, and we stir one another up in the faith, and then we scatter again. We go out, and we're these missionaries in, in Fort Worth, and at the school, and all of this. And there's this rhythmic flow to our lives in I mean, you're here, so I'm not uh, I don't know how often you come, but it's so important. Like you, you need this. I, I can't imagine not doing this. I, I need it. It's life to me to be encouraged by you. To be hugged and told Jesus is Lord and he's awesome. This is what he did this week in my life. And Ben, you know, just you know, hearing about testimonies or what we encourage each other. And so, really big deal. Let me wrap this up and I'll say this. This resurrection scene that we've looked at today, I really think it's a paradigm. I think it's a, it's a way for us to think about how we do the life. That we meet with Jesus. He touches things in our lives. He points things out. He heals them. He brings the joy. He brings the peace. He brings the forgiveness. He gives us grace to do the forgiveness. He heals us and then He sends us. And so it's it's not it's these things are happening all the time as a part of our upward growth and conformity to the image of Christ. That's how that works. That's what he's calling us to. And this this note that has been sounded today. This, you know, that chord that's played in our heart, that's what we want is we want our hearts to resonate with meeting with Jesus, being healed by him and being sent by him, meeting Healing, sending, meeting, healing, sending. And we play the note of Jesus and His relationship with His Father and the power of the Spirit, the triune God of love, relationship, and mission. We play that chord 
and our hearts resonate. We were in, 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 maybe it resonates just a little bit. But the more we get tuned to the Lord, just like on a piano, if the things are out of tune, it doesn't, it doesn't overtones, don't, don't hit those other strings as much. But when they all get in tune, the more we get in tune, that chord's played, there's a longing in our hearts. It's what we were made for. Amen. So stand up and let's respond to the God. Let's just respond in our, with our hearts here this morning. Worship team's coming, ministry team's coming. And if you're visiting with us, we do this every Sunday. It's just, it's just a, a chance to... The Lord's doing something in our hearts. We want to respond to Him in the moment. And it's just like, man, you know, this little piece that we do here can be the most impactful thing just if you'll say yes to the Lord. So is there that resonating going on in your heart on any of these, these issues that we've talked about? It could be the, the, the fear and those anxiety, any of those guilt, any of those pieces are just practical ways that the Lord wants to meet us. At one level, this, this call here is for, for all of us. I mean, we're all in this, all on this journey together and so, and, or being called into it. And so, you know, where is the Lord touching your heart this morning? Is it in the need for His presence? Is it in the need for healing? Is it in the need for just reconnecting to the mission? Being sent. We're a sent people to Fort Worth and whatever city, job, school, place where we find ourselves. So let's just, let's take a little time. Let's reconnect our hearts with God on this. Let's respond to the resonating of the, the good news of Jesus Christ, the power of God, receiving the Holy Spirit just in a fresh way. You know, that might even be your prayer this morning. But come, get prayer. Go for it. Be bold. We'll take a little time here. Lord, meet us. Change hearts and lives. Meet us today. Come, Holy Spirit. Have Your way in us. Give us hearts that resound and resonate with You. Amen. I love You, Lord. I love You, Lord. Go for it, you guys. Be bold. Jesus.